where can women build more resilience in their life to being resilient against the stress every day in their life? I mean, that I think really is the key because we're always going to have stress in our life. And my opinion is we can't fully be in balance, right? So how do we become resilient against these exogenous and internal stressors? A lot of times I'll tell patients nine out of 10 doctor visits are stress related. And, you know, what does that mean? Because almost everything is stress in some way. I mean, right? So I always say there's two things that we can do when it comes to dealing with stress. Like if you feel like you're outside of that bell curve that you were talking about and you feel like you've got distress that's no longer you stress, you stress being the good stress. I think most people probably know that term. So what do we do when it's like, I've got more stress than I know what to do with? Hello, Awaken Beauties. Finally, it's here. The truth to empower women to true inner beauty through healthy biology. And now here's your hostess, Cassandra Keel, your organic beauty and CBD mentor, helping you stay sane, get sleep, and bring your sexy back. Sponsored by EvokeBeauty.com. Hello, Awaken Beauty, and thank you for joining me. I am Cassandra, your organic beauty and CBD mentor. And welcome to the Awaken Beauty podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about stress, the key types of stress with Dr. Chris Frickman. I've known Chris for about 10 plus years where we first met in functional medicine seminars and our lives have kind of come and interweaved ever since then. So I'm very excited to have Dr. Chris on the show today. Chris, are you with us? I'm sure here. Hi, Cassie. Awesome. Hi, Chris. So before we start our conversation today, I want to share a little bit more about who Chris is. So Dr. Chris Frickman wants you to feel your best and truly experience vibrant health. Dr. Chris brings the best of both worlds, holding degrees as an RN and a doctor of chiropractic. Dr. Chris is highly knowledgeable in the practice areas of functional medicine, functional neurology, a certified clinical nutrition, and applied kinesiologist, and is a certified triathlon coach. Chris identifies the obstacles keeping you from experiencing true health and helps you do what it takes to achieve it by using a natural, holistic, brain-based approach to solve any health problem so you can live your life at its best. I don't know, Chris. I'd have to say, wow, is there anything that you don't do? And I just want to kind of warm up this female, brilliant female audience that you are a lack of no estrogen in your home. Am I correct on that? There's no lack of estrogen in my home. Yeah, that is that is correct. I I have three stepkids and four biologic kids, and all four of my biological children are women or girls. And uh, obviously my, my partner is a female as well. And so, yep, there's a lot of estrogen running around the house for sure. That's awesome. Well, I just want to kind of just jump right in. And today we're going to be talking about stress. And this is uh, 
this is a huge, huge issue and an epidemic, I believe, you know, in society at large. And you and I both come with a little bit of a functional medicine background. You know, we, we really kind of hear the term 80-20 rule applied to work and things of that nature. But I have a different view of the 80-20 rule when it comes to uh, stress and genetics and epigenetics. And studies show that 80% uh, of our health is due to our environment, how we eat, how we sleep, how we think. And only 20% of that is really correlated back to our hard-coded genetics. So, you know, to preface that, we have a lot of ownership in our own lives and how we, how much power we really do have. You know, so to jump us off, you know, you have a strong, strong functional medicine background. Can you just kind of give everybody a brief on what is functional medicine? How is it a different approach? You know, kind of that peeling the root of the onion apart. And how has it really helped your your client base at large in all the years that you've been practicing? Sure. You know, the what I say to people, uh, I think there's a lot of nuances that we could talk about with functional medicine. I think that the most basic way to think about it is that functional medicine versus allopathic medicine or traditional Western medicine. Uh, more Western medicine, to start with that, would be mostly focused on diagnosing a problem. So they would want to find a problem and then they would treat the problem. So if you have arthritis in your knee, they might treat the arthritis. If you have diabetes, they might treat you like anyone else that has diabetes of that same type. So it's mostly about trying to find a disease, put you into a box sort of that uh, anyone else with that disease or syndrome or condition could be put into and then ignore the fact that you are an individual. They just treat you like the disease, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that there aren't people in that industry that care. I shouldn't say industry. It's a profession. A lot of them still care. Most of them still care. It's just a different way of doing it. So functional medicine on the other side is more about treating the whole person. So instead, uh, so someone might have diabetes, they might have arthritis in their knee, they might have Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, anything, or they might not have a diagnosable disease. Whether or not they do have something that's diagnosed, we're not as concerned with the diagnosis as much as finding out how to help them live a more vibrant life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. And so, you know, you offer a lot of different kind of testing modalities, a lot of ways that you can really get to the root issue. You know, that's one of the, the assets that functional medicine brings and a really different approach for a patient, really. So you can really get down to the nuances. Can you talk a little bit about kind of what are some key areas of testing that you can use and what you like to use within your practice to help women kind of get to the root of whatever the ailment or the issue is? Sure. I do a lot of different things, actually, kind of like you said in the beginning. So it, it varies a lot based on how people show up. But if we're talking about functional medicine, and we're talking about kind of like the, the beginning, I like to start with more foundational testing. So sometimes people come in and they want to test hormones or they want to test heavy metals or something like that. And I like to start a little bit more foundationally. And I like to rule out 
some things that that an allopathic physician might diagnose as a problem, like dysglycemia or anemia or thyroid issues, things things of that nature. Because what I've found by you know being taught by some amazing teachers as as well as just through clinical expertise over the you know the course of uh, about 15 years I've been in practice. What I found is, is if you do have some of those issues that I mentioned or some other ones, then it's really hard. Let's just say anemia, for example, that, that would mean like there's not enough oxygen getting to your blood, your, uh, your brain, some other tissues. So if you don't have that oxygen, then you're not able to really it's not going to matter how much estrogen you have because it's uh, we're never going to really he- create healing and health in your body if you don't just have oxygen to your brain. So I like to start with some of those really, really foundational things. And then after we find out that, okay, great, your thyroid's working well, uh, your iron, you, you've got oxygen, you've, your bloodstream is able to get nutrients to your cells and it's able to get metabolic waste out of your cells. Once we know that we have some of those foundational things working, then the next step that I do is uh, I like to do a nutrient profile on people. So meaning I like to test, and this is in the blood and in urine, I like to test vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, fatty acids, and amino acids. And so we can find out a lot about a person based off of that information. So, you know, one obvious way that you can help is, okay, well, we find out you don't have very much vitamin D. Let's say your vitamin D comes back and it's 17. And we know that optimally your vitamin D levels are going to be between 70 and 90. Below 50, you've got an increased chance of autoimmunity. Below 40, you have an increased chance of cancer. Below 30, you have an increased risk of osteoporosis, seasonal affective disorder, and other issues. So, one easy, easy way to treat that is to just give vitamin D. So that's like the, the most basic, obvious way to sort of help. But there, there are some other things that we can do too that are a little, there's, I guess they're a little bit more nuanced and you have to understand a little bit more about what you're reading on the test. But when we, when we start to balance out the, all the different all those micronutrients and macronutrients. So macronutrient meaning fat, carb, and protein. Mm-hmm. So that's amino acid. Protein is amino acids. Fats are fatty acids. Uh, so once we like balance out those macronutrients, and then the micronutrients are the vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, glutathione, that kind of stuff. Once we balance those things, then a lot of times your body's able to heal from an amazing amount of things. So a lot of times we don't have to do the hormone test or the food sensitivity test or you know the heavy metal test or whatever it is that people were kind of wondering about. Those are all super valuable tools, by the way. But a lot of times your body will actually heal itself when it just gets like the basics of what it needs. So I like to start with the foundation. Does that make sense? Chris, it makes 
absolute foundation, you know, and I, I think to bring it to a personal, to a personal note, you know, you, we were in Minneapolis together, you know, you've been checking my thigh, my, my liver, you know, doing a lot of kinesiology on me for many, many years, you know, and I kept on wanting to check my thyroid and different hormones. And, you know, I had a fundamental hemoglobin issue and a gastrointestinal issue and all of my fundamentals were washed out, Mm. you know, and you, you were very honest with me. And, you know, you said until these fundamental pieces are there, your hormones really don't matter. So I think that that's really, really important, especially in uh, when we're talking about stress, we've constant got, you know, constantly have, you know, different um, diets that were thrown at women and it's keto and now it's intermittent fasting and now it's no carb and it's high fat. And, you know, women are really kind of throwing themselves all over the place, trying to attach to the newest and greatest. And really it comes down to self-care fundamentals and having, you know, a cheerleader such as someone like you on their team that really understands the nuances and can kind of coach them through this process and encourage them because it's not always fun, you know. And so one of the one of the things that we do at Beauty Ecology and with our Evoke Beauty line is we really truly believe on creating a fun fundamental grounding, whether it's your health or your beauty, right? So in the salon, if clients are losing their hair, there's a reason why we I often like to, you know, send them over to you and check a thyroid and do some testing. But the other piece is like with, you know, for instance, why I've gotten into CBD. CBD kind of helps that largest network in the body create that homeostatic approach to health. Now, we've talked about the fundamentals, but what are the kind of two um, key areas of stress that, you know, you think are, are really important for women to understand both externally and internally and how we can really look at and view stress differently? Oh, man. Um, I'm not sure if I know where to go with that. I feel like I could say anything to that. Uh, two areas of stress... So, you know, what, is, what are some of the, you know, external and internal areas of stress? You know, we've talked about... I mean, there's chemical stressors, physical stressors, emotional stressors. Is that the kind I of... I think that's exactly where I'd like to go with this. You know, what are, what are the chemical stressors in our life? What are the thoughtful stressors? What are the different areas of stress that affect us versus... Okay. Well, yeah. So that's, that's an interesting conversation and I'll try to be succinct about answering it. But I, I, the interesting thing is, is in the body, it doesn't really matter. So there are all these different kinds of stressors, like, and we could call something, something's a chemical stressor, something's a physical stressor, something's a, I mean, you could use any adjective, something's an educational stressor, something's a environmental stressor, whatever you want. But inside the body, it kind of doesn't matter. You either have, you have two sides of the nervous system in terms of stress. And one side is called the parasympathetic side. And the other is called the sympathetic side. And the sympathetic nervous system really gets ramped up and that drives that whole, you know, the pituitary thyroid adrenal access thing that you know about. That's the stress response that is that's also the fight or flight side. That's, that's the nickname for the sympathetic nervous system. 
having a lot of sympathetic tone is the same thing as saying, I'm in fight or flight. Does that make sense so far? Absolutely. Okay. And then the other side is the parasympathetic side. That's the rest and digest side of things. So that's where healing, growth, recovery, all that kind of stuff takes place. So, you know, whether you just smoked a carton of cigarettes, uh, you know, and you gave yourself a, a chemical stressor, uh, whether you didn't eat anything for five days, you were on a, you were on some kind of fast, whether that was because you're, you don't have any money or access to food or because you thought it'd be a good, healthy idea to do that because you read that on a blog or whatever, that, that's a stressor. And that's going to make your body do certain things. You're, you're going to release more cortisol. You're going to utilize glucose differently. So you're going to go into a stress mode regardless of its, you know, regardless of its, whether you're fasting, if it's because you just ran a marathon, if it's because, you know, your, your, your spouse just left you. I mean, whatever the stressor is there, it's really just where are you on that spectrum of that the parasympathetic sympathetic spectrum? Yeah, I love that. And there's there's a visual I can share in the in the show notes and it's called the stress curve. You know, so on the far left and to the far right, there's this sweet spot in the stress curve, you know, sure. and we need stress in our lives, right? Cortisol gives us life in a certain pattern that we need to get up in the morning to run from the bear, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, if we're too low, we're depressed, we don't want to get out of bed. And if we're too high, you know, we're anxious and we have anxiety. So this brings me to where can women build more resilience in their life to being resilient against the stress every day in their life? I mean, that I think really is the key because we're always going to have stress in our life. And my opinion is we can't fully be in balance, right? So how do we become resilient against these exogenous and internal stressors. Right. So that kind of goes back to a conversation we were having about, you know, a conversation that I have with clients sometimes when we talk about stress, because I, a lot of times I'll tell patients nine out of 10 doctor visits are stress related. And, you know, what does that mean? Because almost everything is stress in some way. I mean, right. So I always say there's two things that we can do when it comes to dealing with stress. Like if you feel like you're outside of that bell curve that you were talking about and you feel like you've got distress, that's no longer you stress, you stress being the good stress. I think most people probably know that term. So what do we do when it's like, I've got more stress than I know what to do with. So the two things that you can do are one, you can reduce how much stress you have. And it sounds, it almost sounds trite to say it because most of the time it's like, oh yeah, thanks a lot, doctor. Well, there's, you know, I, I can't, um, I've got three kids. I don't, I'm not going to not have three kids. I, I have this job. I'm, I, I might actually like my job, but I'm just working really hard at my job and there's nothing I can do to change that right now. I have to work really hard at my job. That's, you know, or I, ch or maybe I choose to work really hard at my job, whatever, whatever it is. A lot of times it's harder to reduce the amount of stress that you have than it is to do the second thing, which is build a resiliency to the stress. Mm -hmm. So they're both very, very helpful. So I just always like to highlight that there's really, you can do both. If you have a way that you can reduce the amount of stressors that you have in your life, 
then, then that can be a very, very effective tool in dealing with stress. So for example, if somebody is really stressed, this is just an example, but I just, I'm just making this one up right now because I just happened to mention fasting because fasting is a stress on our body. By the way, eating is too. So I mean, it's, you can kind of... Uh, yeah, pick it, really damned, pick your poison, right? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. But, right. but um, we're just going to, I'm going to pick on fasting for a second and just say, for some people, fasting is going to be really good. And there's different kinds of fasting, but this isn't about fasting. So we're not going to talk about that too much. But, but fasting can be really good in certain circumstances for certain people. But it, don't fool yourself. It's absolutely a stressor. And so maybe if you're dealing with too much stress right now, if it feels like you're too stressed and, and there's a lot of ways to, to figure out if you are stressed, I mean, like, for example, like maybe you're not sleeping as well. Well, I started, I started fasting and I started losing weight, which is, which is what my goal was, but I'm so tired now and or I'm not sleeping through the night. And or I'm also losing hair as well as body fat, or you know any number of of issues that that could be at play. That might not be the right strategy for you right now. Maybe fasting isn't the right thing for you right now. You mentioned a couple of minutes ago, like all these, you know, should I be paleo? Should I be vegan? Should I be keto? Should I be, you know, not eat any lectins? Should I, you know, what should I do? And Almost all of the diets have some merit for some people sometime. That's why they're there. That's why people write books about them. And, you know, there's people that really encourage you to follow that strategy. I haven't written a book yet, but I, I'm guessing that it's easier to write a book that says everyone should do this. And this is why it's so good. I think it's probably easier to write a book. Uh, like that instead of like, eh, you could think about doing this. I mean, it's probably like probably doesn't sell as many copies than it's it sells more copies if it says like you know do this and and then you'll you'll look like this supermodel or whatever. Like it, it's just it's harder to to communicate in sort of the reality of of having. yeah. So uh, so on that topic, you know, yeah. you you see a lot of women and a lot of men come in you know, on these different variables of what they're trying and what they're doing. I am curious, you know, with the keto craze, with the intermittent fasting craze, we have many biohacking friends. You know, I think I'd like your input on this. And I think you've partially already given it, you know, we, we sell things, we, people want action and they want to, did they just know, want to know what to do? Right. Absolutely. And it's, it's kind of the easy thing. And then there's also the, the side of overwhelm, you know, information overwhelm that leaves most people into analysis by paralysis. And so, you know, you've got, you know, trying something out and then trying to consume everything. And it's just this world of confusion and overwhelm. But there are key fundamental areas in our life. And there's a key service that you offer I'd like to have you share about okay. um, that you brought into Beauty Ecology. And you um, do this service, which is the vitamin drip out of our organic salon. And I've, I've seen it, you know, grow for you. I'm very excited for you in this new realm of service that you've uh, gathered and, and, and put into your practice. Mm -hmm. 
Um, to me, if we take out the information overwhelm and we take about these key diets and these key supplements, you know, really comes back to those macro, micro, um, everything, hydration, all of those key things that your body needs support on. Can you speak about why you chose to, to do vitamin drip, what you believe that you saw was this up and coming thing about it and what it provides men and women on a foundational level of our issues about getting the key nutrients that we need in a stressful life we live today? I think I can address that. That, that really goes into what I was saying is the, the flip side of if you can't reduce your stressors in one way or another, the other strategy to deal with stress is to increase your resiliency or your robustness in response to stress. Mm -hmm. So I think a simple analogy for that is, is just uh, weightlifting. You know, when you first go to the gym and you're, I don't know how old you are, let's say you're 18 or something, you never lifted weights and now you're going to start lifting weights, you're probably, you're probably going to do, a, let's just say, a, a bicep curl. Uh, and you're, and you're, maybe you're going to do 10 or 15 pounds or something on this bicep curl. And fast forward 20 years, if you keep doing bicep curls, I mean, you don't even have to do, you can do three years probably, but you could be doing 50 pounds or more, right? I mean, and the, the whole thing is, is it's, it's interesting because we're actually responding to stress, right? And so you're stressing that bicep, you're stressing the muscle, you're tearing it down, but then you allow it to heal afterwards. That's the trick. So there's a there's this appropriate amount of stress with rest and healing afterwards, which is sometimes what people end up... There's the couch potato that doesn't do enough, but then there's probably more people that are listening to your podcast, I'm guessing, are not the couch potato as much that, that, that they're not doing enough. It's probably a lot of people are doing too much. And so if you keep going and you, you, you have enough of the stress, but you have enough of the rest, your bicep is going to get a lot stronger, right? In the case of men, it usually gets a lot bigger too. Women, not as much, but uh, that's because of genetics. That's some of that hardwired part. But the whole, I guess to come back to, you were asking about vitamin drip, that, that's one way that I like to support the resiliency of someone. So the rest part, that healing part that I said has to be in between. It's great to go out and work hard or play hard or, you know, whatever you're, you know, live life hard, whatever you're doing. And, but you need to, you need to have, you need to support yourself well in order to do that. So, and uh, so vitamin drip is one way that you can do that. So the nutrients that you put in, whether it's your diet, oral supplements, or what vitamin drip is, is IV supplements, that's a way that you can get those nutrients into your body in a way that will help you to regrow, rebuild, get into healing faster than if you're malnourished. And it's, it's just a huge, huge percentage of people that are malnourished. Yeah. And it kind of depends. The, the percentage will change a little bit depending on what you consider to be malnourished. But there are plenty of studies out there that show, that, that show things like 99% of people are deficient in at least one of these key nutrients. You know? So I mean, basically almost everybody is malnourished in some way. Yeah, I think and it's. I think the, the test thing is is that goes 
across all body composition, all sorts of body compositions. So, so whether you look really skinny or you look really obese or you look even, even if you look muscular and, and you might even look good, you could, you're probably nutrient deficient anyways. That's just the reality of it. So what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to give you fact to your, to your note is that um, the National Health Institute, you know, says that 25% of the U.S. population is, you know, diagnosable with a digestive disease and over 75% of the U.S. population have some form of GI um, discomfort, whether that's IBS or bloating or, you know, microbiome issues. I mean, I think it's as vast at large and it, it brings me back to, um, you know, the IV and in built on this whole premise of, you know, the Myers cocktail and how just through experiencing that when nutrients were brought into the cell, Going back to the healing, the sympathetic, parasympathetic, the body is able to better function and support itself in that resilience. And so can you share a little bit more on, you know, what is the experience of an IV drip? I mean, everybody, we're in Minnesota, right? So it's really huge on the East Coast. It's really huge on the West Coast. It kind of got its popularity because people would go get sloshed, right? And then wake up the next morning and go get a drip. So yep, that that's one way to use that technology. can recover from, from you know, over-abusing alcohol. But, you know, I, I've seen men and women of all kind come into our room and some from cancer to just wanting to optimize their health and their athleticism and their performance to women with adrenal fatigue and just at their bottom. So there's something that's going on and there's a myriad of ways that you provide this service, but at a fundamental level, what can someone expect when they go in to get a drip from you? Well, they can expect to get 100% of the nutrients that we're putting in delivered to their cells. So I think that's the, the kind of the promise of IV nutrient therapy that's sort of just beats everything else in, in terms of, in terms of nutrition. Uh, it does not replace a healthy diet. In my mind, it doesn't even really replace oral supplementation, although it could replace some of that, but I, there's still a lot of oral supplements that I, that I recommend for different people, depending on what their situations are, what their goals are. There, there are some things that we can't put in, in nutrient IV, but the strong, strong thing about IV nutrition is that what is in there is 100% bioavailable. So there's a, there's a study that I like to cite that shows that magnesium in the IV is 10 to 12 times more bioavailable than any form that you can get it in orally. Wow. So to put that into numbers, a lot of our a lot of our formulas will have about 400 milligrams. The different formulas vary, but a lot of our formulas will have 400 milligrams of IV magnesium, along with a bunch of B vitamins, C, calcium, and you know some of them have amino acids, all kinds of trace minerals. But just the magnesium, for a second, if if we put in 400 milligrams, you're actually going to get 400 milligrams. Now, just to paint the picture, if you put 400 milligrams into your body by your mouth, if you're in that top 20, 25% of people that, have, that has a really good functioning digestive system, 
you're going to get somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 40 milligrams actually delivered into your tissues. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the 75% of the population that does have some kind of digestive complaint, you're looking at anywhere from zero to 30, you know? So yeah, it's huge. It's, it's absolutely huge. So it's, so for people that have digestive issues, which there are a lot of those people, so for people that have digestive issues, it's great because we just skip the gut. It literally just goes, it, now you still have to address the gut health. You still have to do that. And you still have to get to where you're eating a healthy diet. And, and there's a bunch of things that have to be addressed. It's not a cure-all, but man, does it help. It's such an awesome tool to be able to use while you're healing that gut to go in and really get those nutrients, just some of those key nutrients. Like I said, some of the basics, like those, all those different B vitamins, uh, like a methylated B12 is so helpful for a lot of people. Vitamin C, just super, super powerful. And a lot of those trace minerals, glutathione is one I love, and we could talk more about that, but I like that specifically for certain reasons in the IV. But when you put them in an IV, it's 100% bioavailable. So you're just flooding the cells all of a sudden with this awesome nutrition that's really been starved of for sometimes a really long time. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really valuable information. And I think my focus you know, on summarizing what you just said is I, the transport of nutrients is becoming also an epidemic within um, the nutraceutical world, pharmaceutical world, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what I love about the vitamin drip and what you do is because it does skip through the gut. You know, you same with CBD. You know, we have all of these companies out there creating all of these products. It's an oversaturated market. But my focus with the CBD products is really what is the bioavailability, right? So you have vitamin drip and then you get in the CBD world where you have liposomial and all of these different transports. But when anybody's purchasing a nutraceutical, when anybody's purchasing a service from you, I mean, I think there's something that we always have to keep in mind now moving into these next generations of transport nutrients is what is the bioavailability and what are you really spending your money on? Because in CBD, I mean, you're maybe getting 15 to 25% from a tincture that's underneath, you know, holding underneath the tongue for 30 to 60 seconds. You know, $165 on a tincture that you're getting 15% of, it's, that's really inefficient. So that's why I think the vitamin drip is so powerful. What are some of the biggest, what are the biggest reasons people come to you for a, for a drip? Well, for sure, the biggest reason is energy. Yeah. It's just, I mean, and it... Oh man, I I think it'd be fair to say that that was the same. That was also true in my chiropractic practice for all those years when I was not when I didn't have vitamin drip as a as a tool. There's just so many people that are tired, Cassie. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're tired, they're fatigued, they they can't keep up. There's there's their life demands more than they're able to muster well. If yeah. that makes sense. So, um, energy. I don't have enough energy. That's for sure like the most common thing. So um, I will say that uh, I, I always like to let people know this. So I'll just say this now. About 60% of people will feel a significant positive effect after one drip. Hmm. That goes up to about 80% after two drips. And it's about 99% after three drips. 
So my default recommendation for people is to do six drips over six weeks when they first start. And then they can kind of tailor things after that, whether they want to, you know, not if they don't want to keep coming or if they want to come once a month or twice a month or whatever. Some people choose to come once a week still. It's all over the board. But but in the beginning, I it's not a it's not a mandatory thing, but I highly encourage people to try multiple drips once a week for a little while because they're more likely to feel this this really big effect and it's it's just really really fun. It's a lot more subtle when you're doing things with oral supplementation and you know I I always have to coach people like listen we're not just you're not just taking this because you're going to feel awesome tomorrow. We're we're really trying to change your physiology. It's we're we're working with long term here and that's all true. It's still true. But it's really fun that at vitamin drip people can feel awesome literally after they're leaving as opposed to when they walked in. Sometimes it'll take up to 24 hours. Sometimes it's like an hour or two later. Sometimes it's even the next morning. But a lot of times people feel way better within an hour or two. So that's, that's a ton of fun. So the, the, the thing that I hear the most is that people get more energy. Some people have a clearer mind or, or they'll say less brain fog sometimes. Mm-hmm. Some people have more stable moods. That's very, very valuable for people. Some people actually will tell me that they sleep better. So it's it's it sounds funny that that oh well, how can you sleep better and have more energy? And it almost sounds counterintuitive because we're I feel like we're kind of used to thinking of energy as as this like stimulated like caffeine kind of energy, but that's not the energy that you're really going to be feeling from just getting enough B vitamins, for example. Right. Right. When, when you get enough magnesium in your body, you, it might be a lot of people, a lot of your listeners are going to know it's, it's a, they're going to think of magnesium and they're going to think calming. And that's true. I mean, your muscles can relax, your nervous system can relax. It can be an agonist for GABA release. So it can, it can definitely be calming for you. But at the same time, what's interesting is magnesium is used in over 300 different enzymatic reactions in the cell. So you have to have magnesium to have the feeling of energy, to feel good. And so that's actually what we're giving you when, when you're getting these nutrient IVs. You mentioned the Myers cocktail. The Myers cocktail is kind of like the base of all of ours. And then we have more advanced formulas like the recovery drip and the energy bag and some of these. And uh, But they all have that base of all those B vitamins, the C, the Cal, the Mag. And when you get that stuff, you're just going to feel great and everything is going to work better. So your immune system works better. Your nervous system works better. And you can sleep better. All of that stuff is going to happen. Uh, and the person that should not do a vitamin drip, two seconds on that. Oh, yeah. Well, anybody that wants to do a drip is going to have to go through our health questionnaire. And some of the big ones are uh, congestive heart failure, recent heart attack, liver disease, kidney disease, uh, let's see, pleural effusion, pulmonary edema, things like this. So it, it doesn't mean that people like that can't so if somebody had congestive heart failure, I'm not saying that that they could never, ever have an IV, but we at Vitamin Drip just don't do that. 
right? So we we are vitamin drip. We're really really proud of this. Collectively, we've done over a million bags with zero serious adverse reactions. So we're really really safe. We're all about that do no harm first kind of idea. Uh, so along that same line, we're not, so we're not going to drip some people that are a little bit higher risk that could maybe get an IV if they're at an emergency facility, like a hospital where they can, you know, if they, if they have like a really serious problem, then they can, you know, break out the paddles or something and, you know, whatever they need to do. Right. Uh, so, so we, we only do it if it's very, very safe. We verify that ahead of time and, and we don't do all the nutrients that, that could be dangerous. And iron is the one that I always kind of use as an example because a lot of people know of iron. A lot of people know that you have to have some iron and it's very important to have iron. At the beginning of our talk, I even mentioned if you have anemia and one kind of anemia is not having enough iron so you can't make red blood cells properly. If you don't have enough iron, then you're going to have problems doing almost everything. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, giving iron in an IV it has a little bit more risk to it. Sometimes it's really valuable for people, just like a blood transfusion can be really valuable, but it just comes at higher risks. And so at Vitamin Drip, we really focus on things that are super safe and super effective. Yes, and you do have a medical director as well that oversees yep, everything absolutely. that you do as well. Somebody on, a, on another you know, person can kind of bounce things off of and to really make sure that the person yeah, and she's, is well she's, taken care of. Right, right. And our medical director is the one that orders all the prescriptions. So mm-hmm. I, I have a very firm understanding of functional neurology and I'm a nurse by license as well as a chiropractor. So I can start the IVs. But as long as you bring that up, I'll just be clear. I don't order any of the IVs myself. Those are my medical director is, is the prescribing for that. Chris, I just, I want to thank you for all of this valuable information. And, you know, on the topic of stress or hormones or, you know, anything that you could be, can you think of anything that would be most helpful to women on just really slowing down and really doing a second guess on, you know, some checks on how they can address stress in their life? Oh, that's another question that kind of, that stumps me. Well, I think probably the most, I'll say that the two things that you can do that, that are most helpful for um, dealing with stress are making sure that you're getting rest, which includes enough sleep, which almost nobody does. So that's probably number one. And then a close number two that's near and dear to my heart is make sure that you're getting enough exercise. So it's the exercise and sleep are both super, super important. So I don't know if that answers your question. It, you kind of asked it in a way that might make me think that you're. No, I think it's great. It's good. I mean, that's, know? that's fundamental. I mean, we rest and we recover while we're sleeping and we need the exercise to exert certain hormones and to excrete toxicity. Uh, and frankly, just get that, that nice little, serotonin up so that we can have that stress response released from our body. So those are two really fundamentals um, that I think are, are great to leave with. And one last question for you is yeah. what is one unique thing being on the Awaken podcast? Uh, and you are beautiful, by the way. Uh, oh, on the, you. You're welcome. Uh, you know, what is one key thing or one touching thing that has, has awakened you as of late? 
I mean, I don't know if this is, again, exactly what you're looking for, but the thing that I think of when you say that is that something that I've been working on for a really long time and I still am is that I, I'm trying to sort of really increase my emotional intelligence. So I'm trying to move a little bit slower through my day when it, in terms of emotionally. So if something happens that makes me want to be reactive, I'm trying <laughs> to slow down. And instead of just reacting right away, I'm trying to let it process and figuring out how it's actually making me feel inside. And, and then how do I want to react from, from that position? And I mean, for me, it's easier said than done, but that's, that's a big thing that I'm working on right now. I think that is wonderful. And so, Chris, I just want to thank you for all the valuable information you brought to our wonderful guest today. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about where we can find you and, and where you most hang out on, on the media streams? I have sort of two businesses. I have this Vitamin Drip Minnesota, so that you can definitely check out vitamindripminnesota.com. It's all spelled out. And you can see our most popular drips there, the indications, the ingredients, the pricing, all of that stuff. At the bottom, there's a bunch of awesome reviews that people have left, uh, as well as our different uh, addresses where, where we can be found. We're, in, we're currently in YZ, Coon Rapids, Minneapolis, and St. Paul on different days of the week. Just like the name implies, we're in Minnesota <laughs> only right now. So, so that's what we're doing there. We're on facebook.com slash vitamin drip. MN. You can, so you can find us there. You can also look me up at drchrisfrickman.com and I have, a, I have an online shop there where, where people can get doctor-recommended nutritional oral supplements as well and they can kind of find out a little bit about applied kinesiology and some of the other things that I do and they can listen to my podcast if they want That's to. That's right. You do have your own podcast. And so Chris, I hope to have you on another episode in the future and we'll discover other topics that you just have a wealth of experience in so thank you again for being on the podcast. And I want to thank you, everybody, all of our viewers. Uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to a podcast and make sure you leave us a review because only then if you leave your aha there in that place, other women can discover what you discovered and begin to take action on living a better life. Awakened and to get their sexy back. Thank you again for joining the Awakened Podcast. Hello, Awakened Beauties. Thank you for joining Cassandra today. Were you inspired to bring your sexy back? Please like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Interested in high quality natural products for your hair, skin, and wellness? Please visit evokebeauty.com. Again, that's evokebeauty.com. E-V-O-Q beauty.com. Until next time, stay sane, get sleep, and bring your sexy back.